What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. Happy Friday to everyone. <laughs> um, if this is your first time here at the show, welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. Because on Fridays, we have a MCU watch party where we watch all of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Marvel timeline order. This is our 12th week, the 12th installment. And today's installment is Ant-Man. If this is not your first time, if you are a returning guest and you just come back every Friday to sit back and chill with me during this watch party, welcome back. I appreciate you. Thank you for for coming back and hanging out with me once again. Boy, I tell you, this is like the third or fourth time I have attempted this record. I attempt to record and I just keep yawning. So I said I had to stop. That was way back hours ago. I had to stop, take a nap, get up. Get up, start recording again, and they start doing whatever it is, building a brand new apartment complex right in the middle of my complex. At least that's what it sounds like. I had to wait again because that took a long time to finish all that noise. Then I sat down and uh, started again. And something happened with the uh, editing software it just crashed and I lost the program I lost my project and here we are again I'm just gonna jump right in Ant-Man 117 minutes perfect length less than two hours all right I'm already digging it uh, the release date was July 17 2015 that was in the US this movie had been uh, a work in progress since 2006. So we finally got it released July 17, 2015. The budget was $130 million, which we've seen some 200 something. We actually just last week saw the biggest budget, the second biggest budget in film production history. Here we are now with this little $130 million, which is a lot of money to me. But in terms in the grand scheme of things, as far as what Marvel had been doing, this is kind of a smaller budget. And the box office on that small budget gave back $519.3 million, which is pretty damn decent haul. <laughs> so can't complain when you're getting those kinds of returns. The Metacritic reviews were generally favorable. They were 64. The Rotten Tomatoes audience score was 86%. And Rotten Tomatoes critic score was 82%, making it what? Yes, certified fresh. Ant-Man is the final film of the MCU's Phase 2. And it Phase 2 was running from 2012 to 2015 and made... 5.2 billion dollars and we gotta remember we had a couple of billion dollar movies in there so 5.2 billion dollars all right that's a pretty good haul for for your phase two offerings a uh, phase two focused 
um, post Battle of New York exploits of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers. We got a ton of new characters. We got Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Falcon, the Guardians, and Ant-Man, who we're talking about today. We also saw the collapse of the Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. And we saw Tony and Banner go half on an AI. And that was actually in the comic book something that Hank Pym did. We still got to see Ultron. Wasn't Hank Pym doing it, but we got to see uh, Ultron. And it was been an entertaining and profitable three years. Now, every movie in Phase 2 features at least one character losing a hand. Now, this is in homage to Star Wars Second Act, The Empire Strikes Back. I'll give a surprise. There ain't no prize to anyone who can tell me the character from each movie who lost a hand. Bonus if you can give me the TV shows as well. So far, this is the only phase in the MCU to not end on an Avengers film. So why did Marvel introduce Ant-Man in phase two? According to Kevin Feige, the choice was made in order to acquaint the viewers with critical concepts that show up in phase three. So we now know that Pym particles in the quantum realm play a part in Avengers Endgame and that those pieces were clearly put into place for us way, way, way back before 2015. But before we get to Endgame, we have to go through the rest of Phase 3, including more pseudoscience when we finally meet Steve, uh, Stephen Strange. And before we even get there, we got to get done with Ant-Man. So now last week when, I, when we were talking about of Age of Ultron, I introduced a concept called studio interference. <laughs> As it turns out, Ant-Man was going to be a much different film. Like we discussed, it had been in uh, project development since 2006. Uh, the director at that time was Edgar Wright. He was known for uh, Baby Driver and Shaun of the Dead. He'd been working on the Ant-Man project for years. Suddenly, in 2015, with right around a year before, I'm sorry, 2014, with right around a year before its scheduled release, Wright left the project. He had creative differences with the studio, specifically saying that uh, Marvel rewrote his script without his input. Wright wanted Ant-Man to be a standalone film to not be married to the other films in the MCU and let's believe believe it, he was working on this movie since 2006 so there was no MCU at the time uh, well Marvel said no they would like for their characters to be interwoven their plots to be connected and Edgar Wright was not uh, receptive to what they did to his script without asking him so he left now that is studio interference. And had this shit gone sour, <laughs> had this shit gone, gone sour, uh, there would be toxic elements of the fandom yelling for the Edgar Wright cut of this movie. But instead, in comes Peyton Reed, still working with the Edgar Wright 
uh, script that had been reworked. Fortunately, it worked out for the MCU. Ant-Man was generally well-received by critics and audiences alike. But damn, things could have went so different because it sounds so much. It doesn't sound just like it. But, you know, a, a director working on a movie for years and down to the people that he cast for the characters in his movie, that's got a whole lot of him all over it. And then a new director has to come in and work with that. I can't imagine that would be very tough for me. I'll put it like that. So kudos to Peyton Reed and to Marvel for making it work. I guess winning cures everything. We got another winner, even though, you know, not big budget, not no, uh, didn't get uh, a billion dollars. You got a half a billion dollars, which is a lot of money. So a winner. So I continuously keep losing footage. I keep losing it. So I don't know if it's, if it's something going on with the software that I use to record and edit my, my shows. The best parts of this movie to me was the the fact that it's a comedy and a heist movie. I really enjoyed those two elements of this film. I also loved the special effects. The effects that allowed us to take an anti-eye view of the surroundings around Scott Lang when he had shrunk to Ant-Man size especially going into the end the final fight when it all takes place in a child's bedroom and just the the scale of the items that they had in the shots with Ant-Man and uh, Yellow Jacket as they were having their last battle I'm like wow the amount of time effort and just really talent that went into that is just uh, amazing it was amazing to see what how what how much time and how much effort that they used to put into just simple things like the water coming off of the yellow jacket suit when he got out of that that swimming pool after uh after they came uh free falling out of the helicopter in the briefcase and then they landed in the swimming pool just to have that water coming off of that suit took months literally took months to bring to life so to put that kind of dedication into just making the water come off a suit right crazy amounts of talent and uh, big ups to the to anybody who was in that line of work because that was I, I really and truly enjoyed that especially the scene in Cassie's bedroom basically uh, we went through this whole movie and I, I I described the movie and had all kinds of commentary but I'm going to just go ahead and describe it like this this is Iron Man but it's told as a heist movie we're fighting over a suit uh, we're fighting uh, people who used to work together are now fighting each other over a suit and one of them has the technology or the knowledge and the technology to produce this suit and the other one had learned and gained this knowledge at the end of the day 
Darren Cross is dead. I don't think we're going to have to worry about him no more. <laughs> this is this ain't nothing but Iron Man, but it's funny and it's a heist movie. And okay, so and it had some astonishing special effects. So, with all that being said, how did I feel about the movie? In my mind, it is the not the weakest movie of uh, phase two but it was the second I'll say the second to the weakest like and not saying that in uh, terms of I hated this movie it was a weak entry behind what else was in phase two so okay so I said all of that phase two we put it in any other phase I don't even care what phase it is is it a, a good watch? Yes, it was enjoyable to watch. It was not a bad movie. It was not a waste of time. I would say probably on a scale from one to five, I would give this a three. A three. And I think it was it, it, it brought a, a lot of humor. It lightened things up. It lightened things up. So phase two ended on a light note. But we did get introduced to the concepts that uh, we would need going forward into phase three. And that was the part that Kevin Feige wanted. He wanted to build us up to go into phase three with and, and have us armed with the knowledge of the quantum realm already. So we've already got that in our back pockets. In fact, by a show of hands, let me see your hands. How many of you knew when you walked out the door? from seeing Infinity War the first time that the only way that they were going to be able to fix this was by going through the quantum realm. We knew this because these things were, this had been introduced so it had already been put in the back of our mind and it also was reinforced by things that we saw in uh, Doctor Strange. Marvel knew what they were doing. They put the movie out in such an order that we would get exactly what we needed when we needed it and we would recognize it that this is what we needed when we got to the point we didn't we might not have known it before but we definitely knew sitting in your seats having the shit the total shit shocked out of you <laughs> by infinity wars ending when you walked out and after you collected your thoughts if you're like me you immediately started thinking we got it it's gonna have to be something with the quantum realm something is going to happen with the quantum realm i wasn't even thinking about no captain marvel all i was thinking about was the quantum realm now we knew that captain marvel was going to show up but we also smart enough to know that they are not going to bring captain marvel into this movie and have her be the person who saves the damn day she's going to add something to the group but she ain't about to come in and whoop on, Th on thanos herself by herself it would be wrong of Marvel to do that after you spent so much time building these characters up you're going to introduce a character and have her be so overpowered that she is able to take out Thanos by herself that wouldn't be it wouldn't even be fun so we saw that the, the 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 tech the the pager come out we see that he was texting Captain Marvel so we know she's going to feature into the next movie but my mind went to the the quantum realm like off top after the shock was over so uh like i said 
three out of five. I like the movie. And we got more Ant-Man coming. But before we get to that, we got next week. And next week is going to be so enjoyable. We got Civil War. I'm so happy. I'm going to just go ahead and Civil War. And then the week after that, we got Spider-Man Homecoming. So we are really we're it feels like we're already at the end of phase three that's how those two movies just saying those two movies just feels like we we are nearing the end of phase three already so next week captain america civil war following week we will have spider-man homecoming now i know that my my episodes normally for tuesdays are just some freestyle where you know, we just kind of hang out. We I pick a topic pretty much as I go. But because we have to get geared up for Captain Marvel, my next two Tuesday episodes are going to be getting us ready for the Captain Marvel side of things. Because Captain Marvel is coming. It's like two weeks away. And I really didn't realize how quickly that was coming up on us. I'm so excited. Not just for that. You know, this is... We're going into... A couple of months of just we're gonna get a good movie it seems like every once every three or four weeks so we've got uh, Captain Marvel and then we've got Shazam and those two characters have more in common than some people think a lot of people know what they have in common some people are not a hundred percent sure I'm going to give you the lowdown and I'll do that uh, Tuesday this this Tuesday coming up outside of that don't have an awful lot more to talk about and because it took forever and I'm sorry it took me forever to get this audio right to get things right I had to keep recording so this is going to be a short one because I just broke it down in the quickest way possible after the hundredth time (laughs) of, of losing my audio so uh can't wait till civil war next week i would love to hear what you guys thought of ant-man or what you thought about anything as a matter of fact you can contact me at uh via email at after the snap at gmail.com all the social medias i'm gonna link those in the show notes i'm not even gonna go through all that today i will tell you that you can patreon.com slash after the snap to make monthly donations to the show or paypal.me slash after the snap if you would like to make a one-time donation to the show, I got nothing else. Pretty much, I'm going to catch you on the flip. <laughs>